action sports, Jax, over time. Cool vibe getting going on a Monday. I like it, Brian Middleton. I like what you're doing. Uh, just sat down in the chair. The balding is back. I totally forgot about it. I was in this chair earlier. Brent had a TV hit, so we kind of did the switching operation. And the balding is back. What a disaster. Hate that. Anyway, Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos at the broadcast on Gay Adam. Uh, Casey Kurtz with you as well at K Kurtz. And Brian Middleton, we got you for a whole hour tonight. We're getting you set for the national championship, which will be covered. It'll start at 7. Kickoff will be at 8 right here on ESPN 690. So we'll get you set for that. We will also get you set for Brian Middleton's primetime debut. Right? What are you talking about, Casey? I, I didn't want to. I wanted to leave it pretty vague so you could elaborate or not. Okay. So are you choosing to not? I mean, it's, I know we teased from last week. I feel like you keep the anticipation going just for a little bit longer. Okay. Next break, after the next break, we'll uh, divulge what potentially you may see during the national championship game involving a member of ESPN 690. Yeah, and it won't be me. Um, rumor has it it's also not Brad Martineau. So Austin Lane, Brian Middleton are the last two options. You got to tune in, though. But if you can't tune in, obviously, be sure to listen right here on ESPN 690. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the NFL as well as we got all kinds of stuff. We got some vague headlines as well. Start with this, though, Brian Middleton. We'll start with the college or the uh, National Football League, the coaching movement that's going on. I ask you this as a Carolina Panthers fan. Matt Rule, did you want him fired? Here's the deal. No, right? Okay. But he, uh, uh, uh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, because that, yeah, I got way, a great idea. Thanks. Because the way it went down with him and his offensive coordinator, the way that it seemingly has fallen apart, who knew that Christian McCaffrey was so important? To everybody. Right. Uh, I, I get the fact that it didn't end the way that it that we wanted it to uh, as a Carolina Panther fan. But, man, it it got Jacksonville ugly up there the last five to six weeks. Yeah. It was just slowly imploding. And I'm like, what is happening here? And and he was just make he's making poor decisions, I think, optic-wise at least. I don't know if there's like a toxic, a toxic culture that he's starting to form up there, but the kind of pushback and blowback that he's gotten from a lot more people uh, up that way, uh, it it's interesting. I I didn't see that coming, especially when when you start the season the way that they did so well three and zero, uh, and it it just it's uh it's not going well. But the way that people are getting fired around here, I texted you earlier about uh, Brian Flores. Yep. I mean, Matt, I got to be real with you. You should be thankful right now that you're not fired because they're firing everybody who is decent to actually having some good seasons in the past. So I don't want to see him fired. Give him another season. Uh, see if uh, maybe if McCaffrey can stay healthy for, I don't know, eight games out of a 17-game schedule. Maybe that helps out. Let's see what we do with the quarterback position. So so uh, two-parter following up. Carolina Panthers talk here on ESPN 690. But I think it's interesting. You have quite a few job open openings now. The Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Raiders, I'm guessing, probably end up will not be open. That's just a gut feeling. Obviously, the Jags, the Dolphins as well. Are you – you just said you're not mad they fired him. Okay. Are, does, does this weigh into your decision that the Carolina Panthers are not a better job than 
the Bears or the Vikings or the Jags or the Dolphins. Like, it would not be the best job available, in my opinion. It would be at the bottom just because of the cap room and the picks. And you have no quarterback, so that's obviously going to hurt you. So does that weigh into your decision, one? And two, do you trust Matt Rule to make a decision on the quarterback, whether he stick with Sam Darnold or drafts one? Do you trust him to make that decision? I'll take the second one first. Okay. I trust his decision-making on the quarterback unless he chooses Sam Darnold. And then in which case I, I, don't, I don't trust him anymore. Okay. Uh, and, you know, that's not a knock to Sam Darnold. He, you know, Sam, he's been in the league, it feels like how long? Like 10 years, right? He's only 24. Right. I get it. He's still really young. I just don't see it, him being the, the, the leader of the Carolina Panthers' resurgence into making the playoffs consistently year after year after year. And, you know, again, it started off great. So I was like, hey. Maybe it was just the New York Jets. And I think the Jets had a big part of it, uh, of ruining his early on development. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I trust his decision to make uh, the decision of quarterback. All right. Uh, the, the first question was whether or not I think. Because of the jobs the that jobs are open. The jobs that yeah. were better. You know, I think to each their own. If they can find somebody who wants to come to Carolina because they think Carolina, it, they could make it work, you know, uh, then then you can go ahead and let go of Matt Rule. Uh, is it the best job out there? I would ask, you know, why wouldn't it be a better job than Jacksonville? And people would say, oh, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got the cap room. Yes, you know, you, and you have the first pick. And you probably are going to get to decide whether or not you keep the GM or not. So you, you're really going to have, you know, a lot of power, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. So, sure, but other people may look at that, the Carolina team right now, and be like, you know what, that defense is great. If we keep, if there's no reason that McCaffrey is going to stay healthy, uh, or, you know, and we have some of the, the other pieces there. But, listen, I'm coming in with a team that started off great. It fell apart, but why did it fall apart? Well, because we lost one of our best players. Well, are, can we sure that up in some other way? So, you know, it just depends on the individual. You know, on the surface level, though, I would agree that, yeah, you start looking at teams like the Bears and you got, you know, Justin Fields and everything that he could potentially be. And the Vikings, who all in all are, they got, they have a lot of weapons as well, but they just haven't performed for whatever reason. Yeah, it's probably not the best on surface level job, but, you know, it just depends on the person as well. So I don't know how much that really weighed into the decision making for the owner uh, on whether or not to keep Matt Rule. For me personally, I don't think that that's going to be the top reason on whether or not you keep a coach right now, because you can find uh, you can find somebody who can win you, you know, can get can coach you to five games. Not Urban Meyer, but you can find somebody who can coach you to five games. Uh, in the, in, you know, with that team. Yeah. Uh, keep that same energy, though, for a second as we talk about this a little bit more. Uh, ESPN 690 Extra Sports Jacks Overtime. We're going to talk college football here for most of the show, but obviously the headlines of the day are the coaches that are no longer employed. So I ask you this, Brian Middleton. You got the Bears, you got the Vikings, you got the Dolphins, the Jags. I'm not counting the Raiders and the Broncos. The best job available, all things considered, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, cap room, current picks, Justin Jefferson, the Broncos defense, everything considered, the best job available is what? I'm not a homer. Not a homer. 
clearly, but I would, I, you know, this, this Jags team, this is really a diamond. It's a diamond in the rough. I can't wait for this. If you think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be as good as as that guy on the stream that I sent you the screenshot of, if you think that he's going to be, you know, that great at the very least, and many prior to this season coming in predicted that he's going to be really, really, really good, well, that should be enticing. This defense has some pieces. You do have another shot at, you know, the number one overall draft pick, depending on what they decide to do with it. And then, you know, when you start talking about that second-round pick, well, you're getting first-round talent. Yeah, you're absolutely. Right there. So you've you got two first-round picks at the very least. And you're right, you have cap room. You start talking about the other things that you can use, use to entice players, like, you know, no uh, state income tax, things like that. You can, you can pitch Jacksonville as a very uh, lucrative and enticing space for not just a coach, but for, you know, for players and free agents and things of that nature. So I think Jacksonville has to be up there. Uh, but I think that each one of these teams definitely have their pros, uh, their big-time pros. Again, I talked about, you know, Chicago, uh, as much as I hate, you know, hate is a strong word. Fantasy-wise, hate David Montgomery for what he did to me. Yeah. Uh, and by did to me, I mean someone injured him, you know, messed his knee up for, like, right, week five or something like that. Boy, do I have a story for you, by the way. Yeah, okay, I can't wait to hear it. Uh-huh. D- David Montgomery, solid running back. You got Justin Fields there. I mean, like, you, you again, you have pieces at, with each one of these teams um, and things that would make you say, huh. And the Broncos situation. You're going to advocate for every job, huh? Well, no, here's the deal. I told you Jacksonville is number one, and now I'm saying, like, but you can look at each one of these teams. You can look at each one of these teams and make an argument. At least I could. Well, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. It's the Minnesota Vikings, and it's not close. It's not close at all. The team you haven't even advocated for yet. Don't even come at me with Kirk Cousins slander because I'm about to give you some Kirk Cousins positivity. Mm. 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns. Seven interceptions, mm, okay. 66% completion percentage. All right. Adam Thielen, yeah. Justin Jefferson. Hey, I'm with you. Adam uh, Thielen, Dalvin Justin. Cook, mm, yeah, Alexander okay. Madison. Pieces, yeah. Um, who did tight end that got hurt? Irv Smith. Mm. You got you, hey, Irv Smith. That's the deciding factor right there, Irv Smith. They can't play a lick of defense, and that's the problem. And isn't that so crazy? Do you remember when the Vikings actually had, like, yeah, uh, I know. T- the like two pro bowlers right on the defensive line, like both of the D tackles, and it was just like, yo, yeah. the Vikings, that's that's what they do. We know that they're going to be able to play good defense. It's so crazy how that 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 change uh, shifted up there in Minnesota. And here's the deal. Kirk Cousins slander. Here we go. Uh, Kirk Cousins is like warm soda, right? When you're thirsty, you look at that glass. You don't know it's warm yet. You think it's going to quench your thirst, and all it does is make you thirstier. Like, what is happening right here? Is it salt in here or something like that? He looks good. But it doesn't get the job done. Kirk Cousins, NFL quarterback, I'll never be able to do that. But when you talk about, according to his peers, he's going to get you, what, eight wins, seven wins, ten-win season? He may sneak in an 11- or 12-win season. You don't know. It depends on if certain things go their way. But you're not getting to the Super Bowl. You like that? (laughs) Not really. Yeah, I tied that in. Yeah, that was good. No, look. I'm just saying that, by the way, Mark on Facebook agrees, Minnesota has the pieces on offense to win now. They do, and that's why it's the best job available. Now, 
they seem to be in a good spot on offense. Not not they seem to be. They are. They're in a good spot on offense. Now you take somebody who's just been fired. If you hire an offensive coach, whatever, in Minnesota. But look at all the great defensive coordinator candidates you now have. You got Vic Vangio. You got Brian Flores. Pretty good options. So... Uh, obviously, Mike Zimmer didn't work in defensive thing there. But at the end of the day, you have good options. And if you have anybody that thinks they can fix a defense, because you don't really have to fix much on offense, you're going to be in good shape. That's why the Vikings do the best job. You get Gus Bradley. <laughs> nah. I'm just saying. Well, he's a defense. I mean, Gus, I mean, you, I, in theory. It was a joke. No, but no, I see what you're saying. You're talking about as a defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, and see, I mean, that's a lateral move. I mean, he's with the Raiders, who are obviously better. Oh, no, not defense. No, I'm saying you can get somebody who can fix the defense. Why not you're be the head guy? You're talking as a head coach. Yeah, no. Why not be the head guy? Yeah. No. I like what you're doing, though. Those Gus Bradley defenses here, you know? Yeah. Vaunted. Yep. <laughs> that's them. Vaunted. Anyway, you heard it here first, though. Brian Middleton thinks the Jags are a better job than the Vikings. We're going to laugh him out of the building on this break. But when we come back, if Brian Middleton is still with us, we're going to talk some college football. That's what we're here to do. The national championship, Georgia-Alabama. I got a fantasy football story to tell Brian Middleton. Keep that same energy. You hear me? You keep that same energy next season. I'm pulling clips. You know I'll pull clips, Yeah, too. I know. Don't you dare be in no picture with Trevor or Miles <laughs> or Shaq. I'm going to be like, nope, I'm playing this right here, right oh, now. Man. This is what he thought about you. Shaq Griffin, by the way, Jags Report Live at the Beach Sneakers, 7 o'clock with Brent Martineau. Jags Report Live, College Football National Championship coming up after us. We got more to do. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We're taking you up to the national championship. That'll be Georgia. That will be Alabama, the SEC. Austin Lane likes to say it just means more. But low-key, looks like it does this year. Because the teams that it meant more to, they're playing in the national championship. They're playing on ESPN 690, which is really what you're working for, is to have an opportunity to have your game broadcast on ESPN 690 for the people to hear. And that will happen tonight at 7. What you, what, what disrespectful thing are you going to say? No, two things, Casey. Okay. The first being, uh, do you want me to get you the uh, Kirk Cousins like jersey? Because in the break, the way that you defend them, I was like, well, maybe they're cousins. I, mean, I don't know, <laughs> second cousins or something like that. Uh, and then, um, two, you have a picture with every famous person ever on earth right now, right? I'm surprised you didn't post a Betty White one. I saw your uh, Twitter feed the other day. I don't know. It looks like uh, that was years ago. Probably. Yeah. Well, people that don't know, uh, Casey thing. posted uh, a picture with uh, Bob Saget. And, yep. and we know that he, he passed away, you know, unfortunately, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Casey, you know, listen, man, you just, you run in circles that other people can only dream of, man. Okay, so I was going to do that, but we'll do it now since you brought it up. But first, I just want to, the Kirk Cousins conversation did spoil into the break. Um, but here's the thing. Does Casey really no. want Kirk Cousins to lead his no. Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I don't. Please, Say Kirk no. Kirk Cousins over Trevor Lawrence no. every day of the week. I didn't say that, but here's what he I did say. It, though. Here's what I did say. When you lose a game 34 to 33, that's not your fault. It is. Look at his paycheck. He, he doesn't play money. defense. Exactly. So why are we... The reason why... Exactly. He's not paid to play defense. Listen, He's paid to play offense. The money is on the offensive side. 
So you're saying they don't have enough to pay the defense? I'm saying that all of your money is on the offensive side. Not all of it, right? Of course, millionaires on both sides of the ball. But listen, when you're paying your quarterback, even though now I guess it is much more friendly than probably a contract that's going to be set right now because when he came, it was all guaranteed. But what was it, like $90 million guaranteed? Yeah, million. it was a lot. It was something insane when I was like, well, they're, they're not winning the Super Bowl. Listen, man, that there's only so much money that you can spend. I know, but l- listen, 34 to 33, they lost to the Cardinals. 34 to 31, they lost to the Ravens. 29 27, they lost to the Lions. I know what you're going to say, but I just looked it up. He threw for 380 and oh, two touchdowns. Okay, you know. Okay, he did not turn the ball over in that game. Kirk Cousins still, so what you're saying is Kirk Cousins is good enough to take his team to the Super Bowl. It's the players around him. What I'm trying to figure no. out where you're where What your I'm saying is. is if you give him a, If they would have had any sort of defense At all this year uh, you, you have an opportunity Like you lose a game if Stop you, the cap No if you score over 30 points you should win Like or like I don't Somebody than, did score 30 points and they did win Now Yeah it wasn't his team Okay but somebody did I don't know I'm done with Kirk Cousins man Are you? I'll get you that jersey man Appreciate Early Christmas it. present. <laughs> Appreciate it. We got a long way to go for Christmas. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos, Casey Kurtz, and um, I, I'm saving the Bob Saget story. I'll, I'll push it um, to a little bit later, but I, I will share a good uh, Bob Saget story or two uh, before we get out of here. Rest in peace to Bob Saget. Uh, terrible, horrible news. Uh, that you, Just in general, when people die, it's pretty bad news. Um, but... Somebody that everybody can relate to, I guess. It doesn't make it any more sad than when anybody else dies, but just in general. Uh, it's it's a tough one for people to swallow, and that's what happened yesterday. But we will continue on, and we will talk about what's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight. Coverage will start at 7 right here on ESPN 690. And that is the national championship, Brian Middleton. And rumor has it, Stetson Bennett... Against everything I've said about the guy, won a football game and is now in position to win a national championship for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I understand he played well, or he played well against in the semifinal game, but I do not believe Stetson Bennett can win them a national championship. Did you see enough in the semifinal to either A, change your mind if you felt that way, or am I just flat out wrong and you're going to tell me why Stetson Bennett is good enough to win a national championship? For the sake of the show and argument, I should take uh, the latter, but I'll take the former. Listen, UGA, you do this year after year. We ranted about it. I know I did. They do this year after year. They look outstanding against Michigan. I told you, I was like, man, I thought Michigan, they were some bullies, which they were to other teams, but when they start playing SEC, it was just a different level when we started talking about the top two or three teams like Alabama and UGA. UGA should, by all accounts, be undefeated, be the one seed, and should be favorited by more than, what is it, two points? On two and a half, yeah. Two and a half over Alabama based off of the projections of that defense. And honestly, some of the pieces on offense. But we've seen this before. I like to do this interchangeably. UGA is the Green Bay Packers in college football. Oh, no. What we're going to do is get the fans hopeful, get the fans happy, talking that talk, 
And what are they going to do in the biggest game? There should be no surprise if UJ wins the game tonight. Would I put money on it? No. Would I put Casey's money on it? No. Thank you. Because I'm sure as heck not. Because the deal is, you are facing Alabama. You are facing Nick Saban. And though this Alabama team, you know, this iteration of it, it just, I think people are so stuck on how dominant the team is, which they still are right now. And UGA is just up there, you know, their players, their play, and, and in a way have caught up, if we want to look at it that way. Alabama, the, the run that they've been on is insane. Right. For them to have beaten, I'm talking about beat the brakes off of UGA, beat the brakes off the Bulldogs, come in as the one seed, Beat Cincy the way they did because really they they called the dogs off. I don't care anybody tells me. They I did. watched that game and, and they and they called the dogs off. And then to come into the national championship game and and be the underdogs. Come on, man. Come on, man. You it's like you want Alabama to win. Now I'm thinking somebody wants Alabama to win. All they did was give Nick Saban and all of those players like, what do we have to do? We got to beat them again. All right. But, no, I don't have faith in UGA only not because of the lack of talent and not really because of the coaching. I have it because there's something in their DNA as a team, as a university, that they can't get over the hump, at least not in the last, like, what's, 1980, 1970? Yeah, 1980. That's 40 years ago. <laughs> I got to see it to believe. Yeah. Um, hold on, though. You said in the beginning of that, Angrily, it sounded like a rant. I guess technically it wasn't, but it sounded like a rant. Um, you said you wouldn't be surprised if Georgia won because you look at the talent, right? But t- take that out of it. Take take that out of it for one second. Okay. You want me to take the talent out of it and just look yes, at what? Yes, I would because I'm going to ask you this. Okay. It is surprising to see Alabama lose at all. It doesn't matter who they're playing. It doesn't matter how much talent's on the field. It is surprising when the Alabama Crimson Tide lose a football game. So on that part of it alone, I would be surprised if the confetti's coming down and Alabama lost because they do not lose football games. But here's the deal, and and point taken. We've seen Alabama lose football games and win the national championship. Like, we've seen that. Right. So if if I've not only just watched Nick Saban who was, has been the coach when this has happened, if I've not only seen Alabama win undefeated, busting everybody's head wide open to the white meat and holding up the trophy, Nick Saban still not smiling at the end of the season. You're like, man, you got the Heisman, you got the, you know, the national championship. Like, you're still not happy? I'm ready for next season. But <laughs> we've also seen Nick Saban lose a game, not win the conference, and still win the national championship. He's proven it over and over and over again that he knows how to get his team ready to do that, whether they're the most dominant, whether people are doubting them, whether they're the, the underdog, or whether they're the favorite. And that's why I say in that case, you know, like, it, it is surprising to watch them lose, but I still have faith that they're going to win. And so when I'm taking the talent out of it, you know, that's the avenue that I would give you as far as my thought process on why Alabama should be the favorite. But I usually can't take talent out of it. And there's just so many good players on UGA. You're just like, yeah, like, just, you know, stop. Stop them from, you know, scoring 40. Let them, 
You know, let them, you can do this. I've seen you do it. The other teams, I've seen you do it. So, yeah. No, I, I hear you. And the question will obviously be, and we'll find out pretty quick, is in the SEC championship, Georgia could not, one, they couldn't stop them, but Alabama ran up tempo so much, which it is college football, so, and they, they do that a lot, but Georgia could not substitute as they freely could usually, and that played a factor. So the question will be, is Alabama going to continue to try to do that? Or will Georgia find a way to fix that? Or, and then when he goes deeper, like, does Saban think that Kirby figured out a way to fix that, so then they're going to do this to try to offset that, and then they're going to do this. It's going to be a a cat-and-mouse game. But the defense was not there in the SEC championship. It came back against Michigan, but tell you right now, Michigan and Alabama are two different things. So... Yeah, ain't that the truth. Anyway, we got more of that. We'll talk Bryce Young. We'll talk more about Alabama as a whole. Will a player on the field be the number one overall pick in the draft and come to Jacksonville? We'll talk a little bit about that. We still got vague headlines as well. We got more to do here. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. We're taking you up to the national championship, Georgia and Alabama. We will get back to that in a second because we have some business to take care of on Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We do it every Monday. Call it vague headlines. Brian Middleton has the headlines. Yes, I do. Big headlines. Ask Casey one sport-related uh, topic. Actually, I give him two options. I don't even know the rules, Casey. Uh, yeah, I give him two. <laughs> I didn't either, as you could tell. I give him two uh, two options, one sport, big headline, one non-sport. He chooses, then we delve into it even deeper. Casey, you ready? Never been more ready. Okay, we'll see. Probably, yeah. So first two, another one, another one, or Tony Montana Esquire, another one, or Tony Montana Esquire. You familiar with Tony Montana? Yeah. But I like how you're saying another one, so I'm going to go with that. Okay, huh, cool. A little bit of college football. There we go. All right. Actual headline. Please be about Quinn. That hate. You got that Casey Bayless hate for Here we go. That's true. Actual headline. Four-star wide receiver. Kevin Coleman commits to Jackson State over Miami, FSU, and more. So the Jackson State Tigers added a weapon to their future passing attack on Saturday when wide receiver Kevin Coleman joined their 2022 recruiting class. Coleman made his surprising announcement during the 2022 Army All-American Bowl. He uh, said that Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders uh, was a main reason behind his commitment to the Tigers. The Miami Hurricanes had been considered a heavy favorite in getting his services. Other teams showing interest were, check this out, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oregon, Penn State, and Texas. So, you know, according to 24-7 sports uh, rankings, Coleman uh, checks in at around 5'11 and 170 pounds, a four-star, like I said earlier, the number 44 overall player 
number four wide receiver and number one player from the state of Missouri in this upcoming class. So, Casey, here's the question. All right. First it was Travis Hunter. Now mm-hmm. it's this kid. This is the start of a trend. Our big programs, do they need to start plotting to sink this trend before it goes any further? So I have a couple of answers, but to answer your question, is this a trend? Yes, it's absolutely a trend, and it's a thing. And I'm not going to fault anybody for making a decision on where they go to college because it doesn't matter, I don't think, anymore because you can transfer freely, which is fine. I'm all for it. And we probably will see some of these kids transfer that make these decisions. We'll see kids that go to Alabama transfer. So it's not a shot at the college or anything. It's just everybody is going to transfer. A couple things on this specific scenario, though. One, if you turn down Alabama, you're probably making a bad decision. I'm just saying, have you seen the receivers that have gone to Alabama? That's a great point. I'm just saying. However, when it comes to Jackson State, right, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not locked into Jackson State football on Saturdays. But you know what I did watch a little bit of? The Cricket Celebration Bowl, in which Jackson... What? Yeah, I know. But that was right after Hunter signed, so I wanted to see, you know, what he was getting into, you know, what Dion was building there. They lost 31-10 to 10 to South Carolina State. Yeah. A 7-5 and five team. So that was not the world's best showing after a 11-1 uh, season, which I do respect. Don't get me wrong. But South Carolina State at 7-5 and five came in and beat the brakes off you. And I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think there was a lot of players opting out to go to the draft. So either way, it was not a good look at the end of the season for uh, Jackson State. But to, so petty for that. to answer, that line. To so answer your that. question, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. yes, it is a trend. I don't know how you fix it. And it doesn't need to be fixed, so that's the wrong word. I don't know how you, if you're a big program, try to stop that from happening. I think you have to let kids make the decisions that they want to make when it comes to transferring, when it comes to where they decide to go in the first place, NIL, all of it. I think you need to. the decision needs to be left up to the, the kids, and if they make the dis- wrong decision, they'll find out and they'll try to write that decision. But I don't know how it will be tried to fixed, but I'm sure Nick Saban's plotting something as we speak. Already. Ready to sink it. Yep. Um, All right. Next two. One-way shootout or kind of Mexican Popeyes. One-way shootout or kind of Mexican Popeyes. Can we say that? We just did. I don't know. We'll go with the second one. I'll let you keep saying it. Okay. Uh, Action Sports Jacks overtime with Casey Kurtz (laughs) and Brian Middleton. Uh, So kind of Mexican Popeyes. So the bastion of Mexican food, Taco Bell, debuts chicken wings on the menu. So, Casey, for one week only, Taco Bell customers can <laughs> order the chain's new crispy chicken wings. And after it came Where? out this past Thursday, the new menu item went viral on TikTok I with varying reviews. Okay. Really? I saw a bunch of it. Okay. You're on TikTok like that? Yeah. So as of this weekend, <laughs> the hashtag Taco Bell Wings has received 12.8 million views on TikTok. According to one user who appears to be a Taco Bell employee, the wings are made with Taco Bell's fries seasoning mm. and served with spicy ranch. So, Casey Kurtz, chicken wings at a fast food taco place, whack or genius? So, when you first said wings at a fast food spot, I thought genius. But then when the Taco Bell part came, I thought a little bit whack. Because, to be honest with you, man, none of us really know what we're eating at Taco Bell. Like, we know what we're ordering. We don't know what we're actually eating. 
and that's just kind of been like the way it's gone for the history of Taco Bell, and no one's really said anything about it. So uh, it, it's an interesting situation that Taco Bell puts us in right there because they, you know, you know, uh, I think it's a genius idea though. I'm not gonna lie. So you're gonna try it then? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, I'll try the Arby's ones too. I didn't know Arby's had it. Okay. They got boneless wings. Wow. Okay. So like nuggets? More or less. Oh. Okay. You call it wings? Yes, they call it boneless wings. All right. There we go. <laughs> uh, but- on YouTube, we got the beef is 33% real. LOL. I believe that, actually. <laughs> hey, but they season it to perfection. And I tell you what, yeah, though. It takes it to the other 60, what, 67%? Yeah. yeah you, uh, know. you know. Y'all going to stop talking down on Taco Bell like y'all didn't eat it every night during college. Not every night, but, you know, you wouldn't be here if you did. So, anyway. <laughs> exactly. All right, Casey. So, we got uh, our final two. Young Guns or... Pays to quit. Young Guns or Pays to Quit? Go with the first one. Young Guns. I don't like this. I want to hear your thoughts on this for real. Uh, actual headline. Top QBs under 25. So, Casey, you remember, uh, like I said earlier in the show, I was texting you during the Jags win. I do remember that, yes. I sent you that screenshot of the feed I was watching. And you remember what it said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it said that Trevor Lawrence was better than Justin Herbert. Now, at this current point in time, that is a ridiculous statement. Just, you know, I'm not knocking Trevor, but that's ridiculous to say that right now. But it got me thinking, Casey, who's the best QB under 25 that's not a rookie? So I'm going to give you a couple yeah, of options. Do. Sir, okay? Lamar Jackson, 25. Joe Burrow, 25. Kyler Murray, 24. Sam Darnold, only because that's your guy, 24. Justin Herbert, 23. Jalen Hurts, 23. How old is Mahomes? Uh, 26, I believe. Uh, okay, I see how that works. Okay. Um, Justin Herbert is the answer. He is 26, by the way. I, I love Joe Burrow. I think Lamar Jackson is very talented. Oh, so I'm wrong? I didn't say You're going to sit here and tell me that I'm wrong? Did I play a drop? Did I play any sound effect? No, but you're you're making a sound effect with with your mouth. That's fair. Okay. A good point. So here here's the here's the kicker. I'm confused how you're going to sit here and tell me that I'm wrong when he threw for five thousand yards and thirty eight touchdowns. Mm. Five thousand yards. Mm. Five thousand. I like the way that you dig. See, you you're digging your grave for something in the future. You don't even realize it because you keep talking about these stats like that, and I love it. Keep going, sir. So, I'm, so I'm just, now I'm interested. But well, that that will they'll come later on a later show. Okay, well, here's the thing. Yes, I think it's Justin Herbert. I think Joe Burrow's very good. Um, Sam Darnold is my guy, but he's trash, unfortunately, as it turns out, against all odds, which kind of stinks. Um, Lamar, like I said, is good. Jalen Hurts definitely has to show me more. Lamar's an MVP. I know you say good. I know I know I'm being petty about it, but he's, a, he's an MVP. He's good. No, he's great. Is he? Sorry, he's the MVP. I know he's a, and he's playing well now, minus an injury. Yeah. Do you well, remember the beginning of the season, before all the all the injuries? Do you remember that they were still winning? Baltimore was. And yes. People were dropping like flies. Yeah. And Lamar was a big reason for that. Yeah. And he was in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Casey Kirchhoff. If you're asking me who's the best quarterback, it's Justin Herbert. That's terrible. It's ass. Chuck, man, someone get Chuck out of here. That's absolutely correct, Justin Herbert. All right, man. But see, that's why the people love you, man. You stick by your convictions no matter how wrong they may be. But that's all we got for big headlines. All right. All right.
We got more to do here, but before we go to break, Brian, I guess now what I will do, since we got give some predictions and all that for the um, the national championship after the break, I give you the Bob Saget story if you're interested. Yeah. Um, so I got I got two different ones. The first one is my favorite. So if you're on my Twitter at K Kurtz, uh, I posted a picture of me and Bob Saget from I was in ooh. Roughly 11th, 12th grade, junior or senior. And so, how do I say this without sounding pretty weird? So, I was going to get autographs because that's like what I did. And my guy Bob was outside of this hotel, right? Like waiting for a ride or something. And we were on our way to like the venue where he was playing to like get his autograph. And we saw him outside the hotel. So we, we casually did what any normal person would do in that situation. We stopped the car in the middle of the road. We got out, and we kind of strolled up on Bob and said, Hey, Bob, what's going on? You mind signing the stuff? And so he signed it and then, then realized, because he, he was like in front of us type thing, so he didn't necessarily see us stop in the road until people started honking in my car in the middle of the road. Wow. In which Bob says, Is that your car? And I said, Yes, that is. And then he gave me some joke that is not appropriate for the air. Uh, I got a dump button. Nah, we're not doing that. Okay. Don't, I don't trust you back there. Okay. Um, it is kind of far away. About that, my car being stuck in the middle of the road. But he was a cool dude. And then the second uh, story came last year when he was here. Um, saw Bob. He, again, had some stuff needed signed. And uh, he was always good about that. And uh, I missed him going into the hotel. And Bob casually went and had dinner. And I waited around for a while. And then after... He ate and came out or whatever, got my stuff signed, he was signing. He said, you been waiting? I said, yeah. He said, you know, you could have just came in and sat down. I said, wait a minute now. Wait wow. a minute. Wow. So I missed an opportunity there, I guess. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, uh, Bob Saget, always a good dude to the people. Uh, he will definitely be missed. Tragic story. Uh, Bob Saget, no longer with us. But we'll get it back to the positive side on the other side of this break. We'll close our thoughts about the national championship. We'll get you set for it. It'll be coming up at 7 right here on ESPN 690 coverage. We'll start at 7. as well. What? That tease from uh, what member of ESPN 690 may be a part oh, of the national Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Good call. You yeah. could have let that go. And you, he, he wants to tell the story. So we'll get that. We'll get final words. And we'll tell you about that. Coming up next, Action Spe- Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, one segment to go. The national championship is upon us. We got Georgia, we got Alabama. We got one final showdown in college football for the season. We also have a Brian Middleton. He's on the ones and twos. I'm Casey Kurtz. This is Action Sports Jacks Overtime on ESPN 690. And Brian Middleton, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about it in the break, how we were going to transition to it. I said, we'll do it live. We're doing it live. Let's do it live. And this is how we're doing it. I, I have let the people know that there's an opportunity they may see somebody on right. the broadcast uh, if you're watching on TV tonight Right. from ESPN 690. That's and, fair. Um, I think it's time. You let them know? Let you, the people know? I think you're going to have to let them know what I'm talking about. All right. I'll make it as quick as possible. So, uh, for the few individuals that um, didn't hear our discussion probably like the second show in, I had a heart transplant about three years ago, 
And um, I had the opportunity when I was getting back in recovery mode. Uh, they want you to start working again, you know, slow and part time. So I started working uh, at uh, Chick-fil-A and um, my story got to corporate and they ended up putting me in one of their commercials. Now, this all happened March of 2020. Uh, and so um, they messaged me, emailed me this week. And they said, hey, we're finally going to air your commercial. Uh, it's with me and one of the customers that uh, I kind of mentored and, like, connected with. Uh, he was real young. He was, like, 13, and he had a heart transplant. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to air during the national championship game. So if you see a tall uh, black man, uh, big, I'm about 50 pounds heavier there, uh, that doesn't have any hair, if you have any idea what I look like now, I have, you know, a lot of hair on top and, you know, facial hair and whatnot, that is me. Uh, it's not a doppelganger. That's me on the red couch uh, sharing my story for 30 seconds. So, you know, I didn't get a chance to rep ESPN 690, mainly because I didn't know any of you guys. That's I wasn't true. here yet. Yeah, but no it was a great experience. So if you see me, you know, say I know that guy. I listen to him. He has hot takes that are accurate, unlike his co-host. <laughs> okay. Don't say that okay. last part, though. Don't, yeah, say, don't that say that part. last part. I'm just, you know. Anyway. Yeah, you do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, when I catch it, I'm going to watch the whole game. Um, even if it's 40 to nothing, which it probably will be. Um, I'm going to watch the whole thing. The Kurt's curse. And that's the thing. We Yeah, that's actually a good call. I didn't say who was going to be 40 to nothing. How about that? It um, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. They don't know what I mean. Um, now, here's the thing. We don't know when it's going to air. So, like, we don't, I don't take it as it could have already aired, but, like, I think it'll it'll get some play. You know what I'm saying? But the point of the story is I'm going to watch the whole entire broadcast. Mm -hmm. And when I see it, I'm probably going to record my television and then make some dumb video and post it on Twitter. You should do that. That's No, that's the plan, 100%, as long as I don't miss it. Or, like, you know, I'm eating or something because yeah. I tend to be eating a lot. It happens. Yeah, but uh, may maybe I'll get some Chick-fil-A. What? what? Uh, they're not really, you know, not really probably supposed to talk about Chick-fil-A on the air, but I'm going to do it. Man, you know, you can talk about food you like to eat. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what? What's your go-to? Maybe I'll get that in honor of the commercial. Oh, man. Uh, well... It's not on the menu. I had to make it, but it was good. Huh? It was like a it was like a super club. Yeah, it was like a super club. A super club. And here's the deal: they started the spicy chicken sandwich out. They were one of the markets uh, in Arizona before they even put it out, you know, across nationwide. Okay. So I was tearing those up back in 2020, man. Huh? Back in 2019. So I should get a spicy chicken, is what you're telling me. You know, and uh, if what you is just the super club? By, Hold on, wait, what? Because I get the club, like the grilled club. That's what I get. Yeah, well, again, you know, there might be some extra bacon. There's some, uh, there's some other, uh, other proteins that go on there. Got some sauces that you got to mix together. It's too much for me to share right now. I will share it on Thursday if you still want to know. But With, the, the commercials today. Yeah, I get that. But you, you, you better not go in that <laughs> drive-thru line and be like, hey, I want this right here. <laughs> I'd be like, have you seen the commercial? Yeah, this is what he I need done. He said to get the super club. I don't know. All right. All right. So that's what's going on. If you're going to watch the broadcast on TV, you might see the guy, Brian Middleton. Feel free to listen on the radio, though. Uh, we encourage you to do that if you can't catch it on the TV. Uh, or if you can catch it on the TV and just prefer the radio, we'd appreciate that. Uh, that'll be coming up in... Seven minutes on ESPN 690, the coverage of the national championship. We're with you for about three more. And Brian Middleton, it's time to officially tell me who's going to win the football game by how many and why. And you only have about two I'm gonna, minutes. I'm going to make it short because you got to uh, get us out of here, man. You're skillful at that. Alabama's going to win. It will not be a blowout. 
I say 28-24, Alabama scores that, that winning touchdown or the go-ahead field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, that, and it's because of Nick Saban and the maturation of Bryce Young. I know Georgia's going to do some things different, and that's actually a benefit to them. They can go back and change some things up, and then Alabama will have to adjust on the fly. But I think that until UJ shows me differently, I'm going to go with Alabama, who consistently shows me for a decade, the better part of a, more than a decade. So I'm going with Alabama 28-24, mainly because of Saban and that Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Yeah, I like it. Better quarterback, Alabama. Better coach, Alabama. Better defense, I have to say Georgia. I feel like I'm contract, contract, whatever. I feel like I'm on, I have a contract to do so. But hmm, Alabama wins this game. I think it's going to be big. Uh, they beat Georgia for a second time this season, win a national championship, because I can't really fathom a situation where Alabama does not win. I told you from three to six how the point spreads were looking and some of the odds on that. Right now you're sitting at two and a half, some places three. Alabama is the underdog for some reason. Does Vegas know something we don't know? Sometimes I think this one's pretty straightforward. You don't bet against Nick Saban, and when he's the underdog, you certainly bet on Nick Saban. That's going to do it for us. Like I've said, the national championship is coming up next. If you're in front of your television and maybe want to check out what's going on on TV and then come back for the game, that's cool too because Brent Martineau is about to be on TV. Jags report live from Sneakers at the Beach. Shaq Griffin should be joining him in person. If you're in your car right now listening to the radio, go check out my guy Brent. Take a selfie with him. Go get an autograph from Shaq. Do what you got to do. Sneakers at at, uh, Jack's Beach. I'm sure Brent would be thrilled to see you out there. We'll be back tomorrow from 3 to 6. Brent Austin will be at Top Golf. I'll be here, and we'll continue going on. For me and Brian Middleton, we'll be back on Thursday. We'll be breaking down, looking ahead to the NFL playoffs. Maybe basketball. I think basketball talk's going to have to come in here because football is ending right before our eyes. That's going to do it for us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Have a great night. Enjoy the national championship. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.